0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. The book of Revelation is probably one of the key passages of Scripture as it relates to Bible prophecy. I have a five-hour audio series on CD that is available. You can purchase yours and have your own study through the book of Revelation. It's entitled, Walk Through Revelation. That's the title of the five-hour audio series. And right now, we're going to take a moment and listen to one of the segments on this CD audio series, Program of the Tribulation, Part 3. This is the scripture that deals with what happens at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Walk Through Revelation in just a moment. But Right now, let's take some time for our Bible study. Now, let's take a moment and let's look at that campaign of Armageddon and how that's all going to come together. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Take your Bibles, if you will, and find chapter 19 of the book of Revelation, and then go over and get Zechariah chapter 14. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, there is no prophecy of private interpretation. Now, what that means is that all the prophecies in the Word of God are coordinated. They have to work like hand in Love. They cannot contradict each other. And there's a reason for that, of course. The Holy Spirit of God breathed in to these ancient Jewish prophets exactly what he wanted them to write, and thus there's really one author with a lot of penmen out there, the 17 prophets in the Old Testament, John and the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, that give us prophetic truth that we study to understand the times in which we're living and what God is doing in this world. In other words, Zechariah must not contradict. The book of Obadiah, Nahum must not contradict the book of Revelation, Jonah must not contradict the book of Ezekiel, etc., etc., etc. And so we have to come to a conclusion on how everything's going to play out, what the scenario is for the campaign of Armageddon, by going to a number of scriptures. So if you have your Bible marked in Revelation chapter 19, Let's go first to Zechariah chapter 14, and we'll go back and forth between the two passages, and I'll show you how the campaign of Armageddon is going to take place. Notice chapter 14, verse 1 of the book of Zechariah. Behold the day of the Lord. There is that phrase, we've had a definition for it before, any time in history when God intercedes in the affairs of man personally on the earth. The general usage of that term is taking in the seven-year tribulation period, second coming of Jesus Christ and the thousand-year millennial kingdom. But the specific usage, as we can see right here in Zechariah 14, is the day that Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. So again, verse 1, chapter 14, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. Now notice verse 2. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. In other words, they'll be raped. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from that city. And so we see all the armies of the world will be gathering at Jerusalem. Somebody asked me one day, and in fact I was in a prophecy Q&A session at a church And the question, in fact, it is the most asked question whenever you get together for Prophecy Q&A. They said, where is the United States in prophecy? Before I could answer, somebody in the back said, hey, I know. I said, okay, sir, where? He said, Jerusalem. Well, I said, how do you get that? He said, very simple, J-E-R-U-S-A-L-E-M. Well, there was a chuckle across the entire congregation as the man gave his explanation of how the United States was in Bible prophecy. But in essence, he was correct. Look there in verse 2 of chapter 14 of Zechariah. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. Should after seven years of tribulation period there be any remnant of the United States, they will be gathered at Jerusalem. This is the only reference to the United States. My personal opinion, and this is only sanctified speculation, is that if the rapture of the church, the backbone of this nation, the born-again believers, leave here, and this superpower of the world will drop from that superpower status to a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rate, type of power, or basically no power at all. Any nation that kills babies and lets sodomites play in the street, God is going to have to judge. The only reason he hasn't judged America already, I believe, is because America is the launch pad for world evangelization. The money, the manpower, the materials come out of America to reach the world. And a second reason is that indeed, The United States has protected the Jewish people. And I've said this before, maybe you've heard it before. And in fact, when you take the body of Christ at the rapture out of America, and then they become the shell of a nation, and they will no longer protect the Jewish people, we see that almost happening even while we're still here. So all the armies of the world gather at Jerusalem, according to Zechariah chapter 14. Now, how many people would that be? I'm going to be very conservative in my guesstimate. I'm going to tell you, the United Nations, I believe, says that there are 198, 200 nations across the world that are members of the United Nations. Well, let's take only half of them. Let's say that 100 nations gather. And let's say that each nation had a militia, an army, of about a million soldiers. So that would be 100 million soldiers that will gather with Antichrist, Satan, and the false prophets at the city of Jerusalem to take on the returning Jesus Christ. Go back with me now. All the armies of the world are gathered at Jerusalem. Uh, just before we leave chapter 14, notice what it says in verse 3. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Now in chapter 19 of the book of Revelation, we have to coordinate these prophecies to determine how the scenario plays out. Chapter 19 and verse 11. This description found here in chapter 19, very similar to the description of the glorified, resurrected Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 1. Now look at verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses clothed in fine linen, White and clean. And so Jesus Christ gets on a white horse, and I believe it's literal here when we're talking about those of us of the church, the bride of Christ who have been married to Christ, going through that seven year celebration of the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will join Jesus Christ. We will get on these white horses and we will come back to the earth. That's what it says. The heavens open up and he starts back to the earth. Notice now, go back with me, if you will, to Zechariah chapter 14. I told you we'd go between the two passages messages Zechariah 14 and look at verse 4 and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a great valley and half of the mountain shall be removed toward the north and half of it toward the south and ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains. Now who is the ye referring to here in verse 5 of Zechariah 14? It is not referring to the Jews. They will rush to Jesus Christ, their Messiah. It's referring to those who have gathered under the auspices of Satan, Antichrist, and false prophet. These 100 million soldiers from the nations of the world who have gathered in Jerusalem for the beginning of the campaign of Armageddon. What's going to happen? Well, it says, ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains. If you've never been in the Jezreel Valley, sometime we'd love to take you there on one of our tours to Israel. But if you've never been there, you're not familiar with the fact that the Jezreel Valley is approximately 1,000 square miles. It's 14 miles wide, some 67 miles long, and indeed, it is situated among the mountains. Over to the west would be Mount Carmel, up to the north, the mountains of Nazareth, out to the east, Mount Moray, and there would be uh, also the other mountains there to the east in the valley going down towards... uh, Uh, the Jordan Valley, you have the mountains where Saul and his sons were killed. And then you have the mountains going back south toward Jerusalem, the mountains of Samaria. You have the mountains that surround this valley, this 1,000 square mile valley. By the way, Napoleon, who was the great uh, military strategist, said when he fought in the Jezreel Valley, it was the most strategic battlefield in all of the earth. He said that the armies could fight in this large area, this surface of the valley, and then in the evening they could go up and bivouac on the slopes of the mountain, re-strategize to come again and fight the next day. Well, these people that have gathered in Jerusalem under the leadership of Satan, Antichrist, and false prophet are going to make their way towards the valley of the mountains. What is Jesus going to do? Well, the Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel, in the book of Zechariah, it tells us that Jesus Christ indeed is going to reshape Jerusalem. Look here at verse 10 of Zechariah 14, and all the land shall be turned as a plain and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place. What is going to happen is the city of Jerusalem, which is about eight and a half square miles, is going to be lifted up, Zechariah, tells us that will happen, but then Ezekiel says it'll be about 2,500 square miles. That's 50 miles on each side. The state of Israel is about uh, 70-some miles wide from the Mediterranean coast to the Jordan River, and, but it's going to be almost the entire width of the state of Israel, 50 miles wide, 50 miles long, and uh, it will be there lifted up. It will be 2,500 square miles. Ezekiel also tells us that the Temple Mount, which is about one square mile, will be lifted up above that, and then Jesus Christ, Zechariah 6 and verse 12, will build his temple, the temple that is described in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 40 to 46, 202 verses, detailed information about Messiah's temple. And that's what Jesus Christ is going to be doing during that period of time when the people, the enemies of Jesus Christ, those compatriots of Satan, Antichrist, and false prophet make their way actually to the Jezreel Valley for this battle of Armageddon that is going to take place. Well, we see this all unfolding as the Bible tells us. Notice what's going to happen right now. You've got Zechariah 14. Go back with me, if you will, to the book of Revelation, and we'll go to chapter 19 again, starting with verse 15. And out of the mouth... Goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he shall treadeth the wine breast of the fiercest, the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is now talking about the actual battle of Armageddon. The campaign of Armageddon will include the battle of Armageddon. Let me show you what's going to happen. Go back to chapter 14 just a moment. There's a parenthetical two verses here that I want you to look at. Chapter 14 verse 19, and the angel thrust in his sickle unto the earth and he gathered the vine of the earth and he cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, the city, of course, being Jerusalem. And blood came up out of the winepress, even unto the horses bridles by the space of a 1,600 furlongs. That's about a 176 miles. And so it is that blood is going to flow out of the bodies of the animals and the men that come to the battle of Armageddon. And this blood will flow out about as high as the horse's bridle for a 176 miles. I want you to remember that now as we go to the book of Isaiah. I told you that there's no prophecy of private interpretation. All scripture must coordinate, and in particular, all prophetic truth has to go together. If you'll take your Bible and look at Isaiah chapter 63, we'll see how this continues on, this campaign of Armageddon. You might remember Isaiah chapter 61. That's the portion of scripture that Jesus Christ would have read on that Sabbath day, there in the synagogue in Nazareth. Now, he reads chapter 61 of Isaiah, verses 1, and then half of verse 2. Notice what it says in verse 2. He gives the information about himself, and then he says he has come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And there he stops and closes the book. But wait a minute, there's more to that verse. And the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn he did not read that portion that day there in the synagogue in Nazareth. That is yet to take place. You know, if you've never been to Israel again, I invite you to come go with us sometime. We'd love to teach you from these locations. But if you've never been there, you would not know that Nazareth and I mentioned the mountains of Nazareth, that Nazareth overlooks the Jezreel Valley. I can just imagine when Jesus Christ was a young teenager, he would spend times on the slopes of Nazareth looking into the Jezreel Valley. In his 20s, during that time, up to the time that he would start his ministry at 30 years of age, he would look out there contemplating what was going to happen in that Jezreel Valley below. Well, that is the wrath of God that is going to be brought forth. Thank you so very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book, in particular, the book of Revelation, and part three of the Tribulation, what's going to happen at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. This is all part of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled, Walk Through Revelation. You need to have your own copy. I do not go numerically through the book of Revelation. I teach it chronologically which is the only way you'll really understand this prophetic passage of Scripture. The book of Revelation, it's a must-study if you're a student of prophecy. You can call our toll-free number and get your copy of Walk Through Revelation, the audio series, by calling 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from across America. That's 877-674-3298. By the way, you can go to our website and get a copy of this series as well. ProphecyToday.com is our address on the website. Go to our shopping mall and order your copy of Walk Through Revelation, a five-hour audio series on CD on the book of Revelation. I'm so glad that you could join us. And I guess, you know, as we study Revelation, we become more and more aware of the fact that Jesus Christ could come for the rapture of the church at any moment. Before all of the tribulation begins, he shouts, the archangel shouts, the trouble of God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, that rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...